Because we live in a world that is broken and fallen because of sin, there are times in our lives where we are up against something truly evil. And what we see in Psalm 54 is this beautiful example of a prayer from David when he is, uh, he's actually being chased by Saul and Saul is after him to kill him. And yet we see David go to God, not just with this prayer, but also this confidence in knowing that God can intervene on his behalf and then giving praise to God when he does. And so it's my prayer that Psalm 54 can become the model for you when and if you're faced with something similar. I pray this episode blesses you. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are in Psalm 54, starting in verse 1. Save me, O God, by your name. Vindicate me by your might. Hear my prayer, O God. Listen to the words of my mouth. Strangers are attacking me. Ruthless men seek my life. Men without regard for God. Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. Let evil recoil on those who slander me. In your faithfulness, destroy them. I will sacrifice a freewill offering to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from all my troubles, and my eyes have looked in the triumph on my foes. Psalm 54 is a psalm that is written by David, and it's written in a season of his life when he is being pursued by Saul and he is hiding. And so I'm going to go ahead and actually read a couple of verses that will kind of shed some light on the situation that was going on at the time that David wrote this. And um, this is one of the Psalms that we have really good records of the timing and the context when it was written. So we're going to go back to 
1 Samuel. And if you want to just listen along, that's fine. Or if you want to read along, it is in chapter 23. And I'm going to start reading uh, around verse 19. And again, this is when Saul is pursuing David and David is hiding from him. It says, The Ziphites went up to Saul at Gibeah and said, Is not David hiding among us in the strongholds of Horesh on the hill of Hakilah, south of Jeshimon? Now, O king, come down whenever it pleases you to do so, and we will be responsible for handing him over to the king. And then in verse 21, Saul replies, it says, The Lord bless you for your concern for me. Go and make further preparation. Find out where David usually goes and who has seen him there. They tell me he is very crafty. Find out about all the hiding places he uses and come back to me with definite information. Then I will go with you. If he is in the area, I will track him down among the clans of Judah. And so you can go ahead and, and read on all the way through verse 29 is that story. But essentially what's happening is David is in hiding. And what we see in Psalm 54 is really a prayer for help that, that David makes. And I think it's also a model for prayer for anyone who's trusting God and is facing a situation of danger or disaster. And so what we see is David, as the psalmist, is asking God for help. And he is not just asking God for help, but he's expecting that God will respond with this amazing rescue and healing power. And and today what we experience as believers is the benefit of the Holy Spirit as he responds. The scripture talks about how the Holy Spirit is our helper. He responds and he sends us help and he is our encourager. And so this prayer, Psalm 54, is the model for us to use when we're facing some sort of danger like that. David is hiding in the wilderness now. And, and as we just read, what we're seeing is Saul going after him and trying to find out where he is and sending his men out to, to find him. And so there's a pursuit of David. And what we know is that Saul's trying to kill David. So when there's this whole situation that's going on at night, the outcome, what we see in, in that story is that it really turns out in, in David's favor eventually when he and his nephew sneak into Saul's camp at night, they steal his spear and his water jar and they escape to safety. And, and he leaves Saul, you know, think about this. David is being pursued by Saul because Saul wants to kill David. And David sneaks into Saul's camp when he is sleeping, takes his spear and what Saul realizes is that Saul, David could have killed Saul right then and there. He was asleep. He didn't even know that he had come in. And so Saul is realizing, and his army really is is realizing that David could have killed him while he slept. And what we see in David is that he refused to do that because Saul was king. He was he was the anointed king at the time. And David's integrity and his future success really kind of rested on this test of whether or not he was going to act ruthless like Saul was, or if he was going to act in line with, with God's standard. And I, I love this example we have because here's David's heart. Even though he's faced with death, he is allowing God, he's trusting God to deliver justice and to deliver retribution. He's not taking it into his own hands. So what we're seeing, like in verse three, it says, strangers are attacking me. Ruthless men seek my life, men without regard for God. 
But then in verse four, we see this underlying reason that he's even praying in the first place because he understands that God is his helper. Verse four says, surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. David has this confidence of knowing that you know, when we pray to God, it's not like we're just hoping that something will happen. We can have confidence in knowing that God is good and God does good. And in our relationship with him, he's dependable to to work on our behalf. One of the things that I think is also important to point out is um, for me in my own life, I have been tempted, not now, but when I was younger, I have been tempted to pray to God when I'm in the middle of the trial or in the middle of the struggle. And then I am quick to forget God when the situation has worked out. And what we see is in verse seven, David is giving God the credit for delivering him. He says, for he has delivered me from all my troubles and my eyes have looked in triumph on my foes. David is giving that credit to God. And I think that's so important when we're going through a situation that we're not just praying to get ourselves out of the mess that we're in, but that we're also praying a praise and thanksgiving prayer. And we're in this posture of thanking God and and giving him credit when he does get us through those seasons. There's also two things that I want to point out about God's name in verse 1, 54 verse 1, it says, save me, O God, by your name, vindicate me by your might. And so there's a reference to God's name here, which we're going to do a whole series on the names of God. But there are two terms. And again, there's this one and there's one in verse 6. It says, I will sacrifice a free will offering to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. There's two references to God's name, the name of God. And in verse 1, it calls on God, David calls on God, And he says, by your might. Of course, we know that there were different names of God that were used depending on the circumstances or who was addressing God. But the point here is that he is using the name of God that represents the mighty power of God. And so he uses the name Elohim. So it doesn't say that in most of your uh, gener- or I'm sorry, most of your translations that you're probably reading now, but if you look at the original text, it would have been Elohim, which is the mighty God. And then, of course, we see that again in verse 6, where it's talking about Elohim, the mighty God, the powerful God. And I love that because it's such a picture of this personal aspect of prayer that David has with God, where it's not based on some faraway unknown God. That's not what we're talking about here. It's, it's a closeness that David has with God so much so that he can call on specific aspects of God's character and God's nature. And and that's, I think the example that we see, I often pray to father, God, Abba, Abba father, because that's the relationship I have with him. But there are different times where we can call on the different aspects of God's character and nature, especially when we're going through something difficult. David is being very real here. I mean, in the beginning, it's it's a prayer where he is praying to God for deliverance. And at the end, he is praising God that the deliverance has come. But yet in the middle, his worship or his prayer, he's acknowledging the reality of the fact that evil is at work in his personal life. And as much, I say this all the time, as much as God is real, we have a very real enemy that is trying to work in the midst of this world as well. And, and, 
it would be a disservice to our spiritual lives to ignore that or pretend like that's not happening. Instead, the tactic is to come to God and ask him for his help because that's the only way. I mean, that's the only real power that, that, that is going to overcome that evil anyway, but that's the only real way that we're going to have help to overcome the things, the evil things that are going on in our lives. I think that brings us to this really important point where while we can't ignore evil, we also don't have to be controlled by the evil in our lives where it's not like we're powerless to just, you know, lie down and take it. Instead, we serve a God that very much wants to intervene on our behalf. And what we see in this Psalm is we understand that evil, at least in the biblical sense, is also studied in line with the worship of God in our own lives. From from the beginning of scripture to the end of scripture, what we see is that we serve a God that is in the process and in the details of triumphing over evil. He has already defeated evil. That's why he sent Jesus in the first place and, and Jesus accomplished that task. Now we are still living in this, the, the scholars would call it the already, not yet. The the fight, has, the fight has already been fought. It's already been won, but it's not yet realized here on earth. And so what we are left with is this fallen world that, that has sin and evil as part of it. But we are thankfully not alone in that, that we have a God that is very much at work in our lives and very much is wanting to be part of the process of triumphing over evil in our lives. And, you know, thankfully, most of us are not going to be where David is at running for our lives, where there are evil people, ruthless people trying to kill us. But we encounter evil in all sorts of sorts of ways. I mean, there. I say this all the time, you can't even turn on one news cycle without hearing all of the social evils in the culture today. And and maybe it's not even something as big as that. Maybe it's something more personal where somebody has slandered against you, or there's been various injustices against, injustices against you and more. Um, I, you know, when you're in the public eye, you will almost inevitably be vulnerable to public opinion. And um, this was years ago, I had made a decision that was unpopular with some of my staff. And at the time I was, it was not ministry based. I was, uh, I owned a private business and it was due to budget constraints. And, and I had to reduce the hours of some of my staff and the clients were not happy with that because they of course had their, their favorite staff members or whatever. And it was really just based on the economy at the time. But because of that, I had one individual, one woman who accused um, my business, not even me, but somebody within my business of doing something that was just completely out of character. And thankfully, we had video cameras and the whole system set up and we proved that she was wrong. Um, but that that interim, that period of time where I was sitting with these slanderous accusations, it felt terrible. It felt like, man, this goes against the very integrity of who I am, the way that I've run my business for years. This is just not like, okay, Lord, I've been trying to do your will and to, to be uh, a faithful Christian business person. And yet I'm still slapped with, with this. And, and, and I think that's the reality for most of us. It's not like we're setting out and, and antagonizing people or getting ourselves in situations where we're, somebody's trying to kill us. But what does happen is that there are things that despite our best efforts, we still fall victim 
because we live in a fallen world. So we fall victim to certain evil situations. So whether it is slander or there's a, an, adjust, an injustice done to you or somebody in your family, I think many of us, if we've been around long enough, have an understanding of what that feeling is when we feel like we're just up against something that's bigger and heavier and darker than, than, it, than we feel like we can handle on our own. And that's the point where we need to come to God and say, okay, I need some help. And also trust that he is big enough to help us out of that. So given those insights, I'm going to reread Psalm 54 for you, starting again in verse one. Save me, O God, by your name. Vindicate me by your might. Hear my prayer, O God. Listen to the words of my mouth. Strangers are attacking me. Ruthless men seek my life. Men without regard for God. Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. Let evil recoil on those who slander me. In your faithfulness, destroy them. I will sacrifice a free will offering to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from all my troubles, and my eyes have looked in triumph on my foes. God, we thank you that you are a God that longs to intervene on our behalf, and that we can have hope with the knowledge that you are in the business of triumphing over evil. It's it's the undercurrent of the entire theme of the Bible, where you are a God that defeats the enemy. So, Lord, we ask for that in our lives, in those moments where we are facing the evils of this world, whether it is something big or something seemingly small, whether it's injustice or slander or just the overwhelm of the culture that we're in today. Lord God, I pray that you would remind us of this psalm, the example we have in David, to not just pray for help, but to have confidence that you are big enough to handle the things that we're facing, that we can lean into your power and when we are recognizing that we are powerless against the evil of this world, that we would remember that you are not. In fact, that's the very reason why you sent Jesus. So Lord, I thank you for the way that you continue to reveal yourself and that the powerful name of God would be a reminder to us that you are able. It's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Hey friends, I just want to let you know that we have lots of great resources for you in the She Hears shop. So if you are looking for something to do after you finish the She Hears Bible study, or even if you would like a Bible to go along with the Psalm study that we're doing, we have lots of note-taking Bibles and journaling Bibles. There's kind of something for everyone in there. And a new thing we put in the shop is something I love. I use it with my teenage daughters, is the real pretty Bible books of the Bible markers. So you, they're little tabs you put on the outside of your Bible and they help you easily be able to see and flip to different books of the Bible. It's so helpful like for church or when you're doing a Bible study to easily be able to see where you're going. So I pray all those things are resources that you will find helpful. And again, you can find those at shehears.org on the resources page. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.